do that. Okay. Already knowing your answer, I'm going to ask, don't do what? Make this a weird racial thing. Whoa, did you pull a groin muscle leaping to that conclusion? <laughs> Have you ever heard such a superior know-it-all tone? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're serious? I don't have a response to that. They never do. <laughs> this is Plausibly Live. It is an unarguable rule of nature. In fact, it's so unarguable that it's Dave's third law. Yes, I have a list of, it's called Dave's 10 laws, but there's 13 of them. The third law reads like this. It's very simple. It says, the more pious a person is, the less likely that they have anything to actually be pious about. This was a law that I developed many years ago. Most of you know by now that uh, I used to be a pastor. went to seminary. It was a mistake. I freely admit that. But in observing humans' nature and observing the way people behave, what I quickly discovered was the more people tell me about their position on some sort of pious situation, the less likely that they actually believed it. This actually has a corollary, corollary, a similar idea in the civil service, uh, which, which says this, the more, or the less you actually intend to do about something, the more you have to talk about it, uh, which is something that I also find true in politics. This rule is absolute. I I wrote these rules, and I spend time trying to disprove them because that's how science works. You have a, a hypothesis, you have a theory, you write this down. The more pious someone is about something, the less likely that they are, have any reason to be pious about it. And then you observe that. You observe other people throughout history. The first law, by the way, is pluralitis nonus penendus ana necessitate. Plurality should never be added without necessity, otherwise known as Occam's razor or the KISS principle. Keep it simple, stupid. The simplest solution is the correct one. You can add to that, you know, never attribute to malice and conspiracy what can be explained by stupidity. Um, that has also proven to be true. But this it's this pious one that's got my attention today. Why? Because... The news broke yesterday that Claudine Gay, the erstwhile president of Harvard, had at last given in to pressure and resigned. Now, I haven't seen the story yet that matches the other one where the University of Pennsylvania gal resigned because of the the refusal to make a donation to the, the university based on her being there, but I'm sure that that had something to do with this. She was accused, as you know, of plagiarism after making what are generally considered to be anti-Semitic comments in front of um, Congress. And there are numerous allegations that she was the wrong person for the job anyway, that she had been essentially a DEI hire, what we used to call a, a, a diversity hire. But... She shouldn't have been there to be anyway. But if you'll notice, the AP this morning, 
has informed us that the plagiarism charges of which she was alleged to have committed took her down as president of Harvard. And this, of course, it's right there in the headline. A conservative attack helped to fan the outrage. In other words, it was conservatives that particularly attacked this act of plagiarism, these acts of plagiarism that she allegedly committed, that caused her to be ultimately, uh, if not fired, forced to resign as president of Harvard. Um, it's an interesting take, of course, because it almost gives you this impression that anything conservatives say or complain about is, of course, null and void because we're not taking into account the the critical racial component here. We're not taking into account the the gender component here. You know, we're we're picking on a black woman who did something that wasn't really all that serious, which is remarkable to me, but there you go. It's funny because now I'm being told that this was just a conservative attack. But I'm wondering because if I'm an academic, there's a huge it's a huge argument right now in the paleontology world because the BBC, British Broadcasting Corporation, did a documentary in which they used material from an amateur paleontologist and didn't credit him. The BBC did that. Now, is that plagiarism or is it something else? But the argument right now in the world of paleontology is this is outrageous. It seems to me that plagiarism, to any degree, is a it's a highly offensive offense in the world of academia. That's the way it seems to me. It seems like it should be. It seems like in the course of ethics, in the course of how to behave with piety in the world of academics, that plagiarism is one of those things that they say, don't do that. And if you get caught doing it, is the response, oh, it's not important, or is the response an actual apology? Or is the response to rewrite papers from 11, 12, 15 years ago to make them appear as if now <laughs> they meet that criteria? You see what I'm saying? The more people talk about how pious they are about the subject, the less likely they are to have anything to be pious about. And just in case you're worried about Miss Gay, and I'm assuming it's Ms., uh, she gets to keep her salary and her job, not the job as president. She's going back to the political science department where she will continue to make a $900,000 a year salary, at least, because we're told that they're going to pay her whatever she was making as president, which was more than the, the, the 900000 she was making as a political science teacher. Um, and she gets to continue to teach insofar as tenured professors do. Uh, political science. So that'll go well, right? <laughs> we'll have we'll have that being taught at Harvard now about how I was forced to resign as president because of racism and conservatism. Meanwhile, down in good old Florida, the Florida GOP chairman 
a guy by the name of Christian Ziegler is under pressure to resign as the Florida chair. Now, you need to understand some things here about the Florida GOP, and particularly Mr. Ziegler and his spouse, who have a reputation, who have built their careers on a hardcore anti-LGBT agenda. Now, again, whether or not I agree with that agenda is irrelevant. The point is that if you push this agenda out of some sort of false piety, you should probably, you know, live that agenda. You should probably not be a part of that. But of course, Mr. Ziegler, as you probably know by now, was caught on video in a menage a trois, which I don't want to get too titillating here. His wife, who is also a hardcore anti-LGBT conservative and is now on the school board in Sarasota, uh, having been a co-founder of Moms for Liberty, yes, that is true, but again, she resigned, you know, a month after it was founded, as if somehow or another, that makes it okay, but has pushed for these policies. They are found not to be living the piety that they have proclaimed and that they would use the power of government to enforce on others. It, it, there's so much here. This menage a trois is creepy to begin with, uh, but as the third party said uh, to him, it's more about her, meaning his wife, than you. There's... There's some real titillating stuff here that I'm not going to get into, but you can go look it up if you want. It's, um, it's the stuff videos are made of. Oddly enough, he was making videos, which might be a problem too, but that's a story for another day. The point is that after this was discovered, and after it was confirmed to be true, see, that's the thing. This isn't an allegation. Nobody's saying, hey, I heard you were having a menage a trois with your wife and this other gal. Um, he's admitted it. And as it turns out, it's on videotape, and he was doing the videotaping, and so forth and so on. After this became open news, open source information, there were calls for him to resign as the chair for the Florida GOP, and for her to resign from the Sarasota School Board as well. To date, that has not happened. Neither have resigned. Now, there have been some actions about Mr. Ziegler as the chair of the Florida GOP. Uh, they've quit paying him, uh, told him he has no power. You can have the chair, but that's about it. You can't get any money. You don't get to make any decisions. You don't get to do anything, but he won't resign. And in fact, it turns out he's trying to negotiate a golden parachute. <clears throat> And who is it that's calling for his resignation? Well, for the most part, I would say it's probably conservatives. Because, well, this does not represent our values well. I don't believe the left, when they call for him to resign, I just don't believe them. Um, the, the reason for that is very simple. It's actually beneficial for them, for the left, the Democrat Party, if he stays in office, if he stays as the GOP chair. It, it actually works better for them. Why? 
uh, because they get to point out over and over again that he ignores his own moral failings and that he would use the power of government to force you to behave a way that he doesn't, he says he doesn't like, but apparently participates in. They also get to criticize GOP members and the GOP for not taking action, is what they say. I mean, I, I don't know what the GOP rules are in Florida, but I certainly would hope that they would be able to get rid of them. But they can criticize, the left can criticize the GOP saying, see, they're not doing anything. So for them, the calls for resignation are, again, they're false piety because it actually benefits for him to stay there. So it's conservatives, again, that are actually causing for Ziegler and Mrs. Ziegler to probably resign. But, of course, he isn't, because Dave's third law. The more pious someone is about someone, the less likely they have anything to be pious about. I'll say this. I don't live in Florida. But with the way elections have become nationalized, with the way organizations involved here have sought to influence national events, I'll say this. The fact that Christian Ziegler has not stepped down voluntarily as the GOP chair of Florida proves that he was never the right choice to begin with. He never should have been put in that position to begin with. Now, again, he lied. <laughs> so what are you going to do? Claudine Gay lied, got her job, got caught lying. And some form of circumstances forced her to step down. And some form of circumstances eventually will force Ziegler to step down. But not until we've been battered around the head with what should have been a very quick and clean dismissal. Ziegler should have stood right up and said, okay, I'm, I can't be the chair anymore. Sorry, I'm out. Claudine Gay should have done the same thing. Yes, I plagiarized. That's a violation. I should have stepped aside. But instead we get all this nonsense. It only proves that the third law is correct. For the left, plagiarism is fine depending on who does it. Anti-Semitism is fine as long as we are the ones doing it. And the left is it. On the right, now we're adopting Clintonisms. Oh, it's just sex. Who cares? And there doesn't seem to be any shame. There doesn't seem to be any moral realization that... Ziegler, well, <laughs> fucked up. At the end of the day, the third law applies. The more pious a person is about things, the less likely they have anything to actually be pious about. And for my money, the tales, the sad trials of Christian Ziegler and, and his wife and Claudine Gay have just proven that once again.